0: Welcome to the Balancing Actor Podcast, where we discuss balancing a civilian life with your creative one and everything in between. I'm your host, fellow actor, and fellow human, Miranda Rodin. And I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Balancing Actor Podcast. How you doing? How you doing? I am really excited to be here because I feel like I've been going 90 miles an hour. Ever feel like that? Just coming back from a couple weeks, but three weeks of shooting on location in Savannah. So three weeks of not sleeping in your own bed, uh, working long hours. There were like, you know, anywhere between 10 to 12 hour shoot dates, Um, the travel, what it means to be local hire. We'll dive into that in a minute. I'm really excited just to touch base with all of you and let you know what I've been up to, but then also discuss some things that I think are really important, really relevant right now. And... I have some really, really exciting news that I wanna share with all of you, but you're gonna have to wait until the end of the podcast. I will share it at the end, but we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk all about the importance of preparing yourself for three weeks of shooting or more on location, uh, the importance of rest and relaxation and recovery when you come back from a long trip like that. Also the writer strike, what's going on there. And uh, what you can do to keep yourself busy in the meantime. If there is indeed a strike, we should be finding out in a couple of days. And as well as a really cool film festival that is happening this weekend in St. Pete, Florida, called the Sunscreen Film Festival. It's my favorite film festival so far. Really excited to give you my recap on that. And um, yeah, the exciting news. So stay tuned. Okay so i am about two weeks out of getting back from my three-week trip and it's literally taken me that long to just get adjusted um it was an intense three weeks it was a very rewarding three weeks i got to work with some phenomenal actors shout out to ansley gordon We've become very good friends and she's just a shining light and i'm so proud of all the things that she's doing and if you want to learn more about her we have a podcast that just released last last week with her on it it's about almost two hours so just sit tight grab your coffee or listen in the car Um, she gives so many amazing tidbits um so if you haven't listened to it please do and it just so happened that we booked this movie together it was another rom-com southeast loves the rom-coms people and I love them back. It was just so much fun. It's a baking rom-com. Can't wait to share more when I can with you. And we just had so much fun. And I just find it really interesting. Like sometimes it feels like going away to summer camp when you do these long shoots, um, especially if you get along with the cast. We had about five main core cast members and everyone just got along swimmingly, which was amazing. And you just you feel like you're making friends. I mean, like you're spending hours and hours with each other all day long and you pretty much know everybody's deepest, darkest secrets at the end of the t- at the end of the time. Um, so that's just really cool. Um when you're fortunate to work with a cast for that long and get to know these like really amazing people. Uh I love that. I love that about this industry. And it reminds me also of, you know, theater. You become a family, you rely on each other, you are each other's lifeline. So it's really, really important that you have a strong connection. The chemistry shows up on film. It just makes shooting effortless. And, you know, you get to see um, people from production again. I've worked with uh, Real One Entertainment and Sunshine Films uh, several times now. And I just feel so blessed to be part of their family and that they always think of me whenever they do these, these lovely little movies. So it's been nice to see some familiar faces and... Just to be able to build the relationships is just so important and I don't take it for granted because it is difficult to do that in this industry, Um, especially in the film world. It's very fleeting. Sometimes you're only on set for a day or two and you don't get to know people as well as you would like them, but I always try to make an effort to to learn three new names. On set every time I go I learned that from christine horn. So shout out to christine for that little tidbit But I think it's great because learning somebody's name is super super important and if you want to do like Farewell actor cards at the end, um, like thank you cards at the end of the shoot, you're going to know their names and it'll be a lot easier to customize a really special thankful message to them. And I think that was really important. Um, and maybe it comes from my theater days, but those thank you cards at the end of a, a long shoot, or even if you're only there for a day and there was somebody who really stood out to you. Uh, uh, a PAs work so hard, and I feel like that sometimes it's a very thankless job. But if you know their name, and then better yet, can just write them a little note on saying how much you appreciated their professionalism and that they were taking care of you and that they were so fun to work with. Wardrobe, you know, makeup, hair, and makeup become some of your best friends, like. It's just, it really makes their day because a lot of times they're under a lot of pressure too. They, they, a lot of, under a lot of time constraints, you know, films often want them to get a million things done in a tiny amount of time. And, you know, they've got their own agenda and I don't know, I just think that sometimes people don't get all the thanks that they really need and that card can really go a long way and just motivate them. So I think it's really important to always, always, always keep thank you cards with you wherever you travel. Um... And I really have learned to enjoy the process of writing thank you cards and know that they go a long way. And it's really validating when you get them back from another actor or somebody else and you get to read them. So on those hard days where maybe you feel like you're, you want to quit acting or you're just frustrated with the industry or just frustrated about something in life, like you can go back to these thank you cards and remember this really nice, happy time. So I offer that to you the next shoot that you're on um, to just Keep a couple thank you cards with you and try to make somebody's day and and show your gratitude. So three weeks we were shooting in Savannah, Georgia. I hadn't really spent time in Savannah. We were passing through, uh, my husband and I, one night and it was raining a lot. So we never really got to go downtown or really see the area. And I heard that Savannah has just so much history. So... I was really, really excited to spend this amount of time and was hoping that I would have some time off, which I did, in between shooting days, where I could just really explore the city and see the city and learn about the city. Now, we did some fun, uh, like a cast uh, field group trip where we did a tour, of like a ghost tour. Um, It was with Mad Cat Tours, so shout out to them and we weren't super on board with like talking to any ghosts we didn't really feel like we needed to be haunted or have any problems on this set so we decided to opt for a more like murders crimes of passion history tour slash pub crawl a little bit more um friend friend friendly i guess you would say and it was just a lot of fun it was it was a great bonding experience for all of us to go out and just kind of like see the city and learn some things savannah you a creepy city you got a lot of history it's not great you know the slavery um the whole it's a very big slavery town so there is a lot of history there um there's a lot of dead bodies guys a lot of dead bodies underneath that city which is really crazy so they say it's like literally haunted and the vibe i picked up from savannah as pretty as it is with it's beautiful trees and you know the southern houses is like their vibe is death. They they've got these hearse tours that drive around the city. There's some interesting folk walking around where they have weird mannequin heads on their cars and it's just it feels like Halloween town. And you know what? I'm I love Halloween, but not all year round, man. Uh it was a it was a bit much. And and the city was all cobblestone, which was really cool, but it also just had that like you know, slavey vibe, unfortunately, or just this like history, dark history vibe. Um, So that was really interesting. And I loved going and hanging out in the coffee shops and again, seeing all the sites and, and everything. There's still more that I would like to go and see. I didn't get to see everything. uh, But the tour was really cool. We learned some things about um the cemeteries that were there some of the crimes that took place and our our tour guide was just very um animated so she knew how to play to our actor crowd and we were a bit obnoxious i think in the best of ways where we were just very enthusiastic and asking lots of questions and who knows she may have embellished some things because some of those details were pretty precise but one thing that i was told and i need to fact check this so if you want to fact check all all good there but this is just what i had learned on the tour that i thought was really interesting was that there is a cemetery um that they actually made smaller so that hence a lot of the dead bodies underneath the town the town literally built over all these grave sites um (laughs) so there's been just a lot of like hauntings and airbnbs that are haunted and all and hotels they say that they're enchanted uh all these things but they they made the cemetery a little bit smaller you know savannah had was known for um the death penalty a lot of times and that was kind of like a pastime that they would the families would go to this park and they would watch these essentially you know criminal criminal people get hung um they're allegedly criminals this was definitely during a time where they would still you know call women witches and things like that so were all these people really true criminals we were not really sure but this was like the favorite pastime of the town which is you know pretty rough and so there was that and then the cemetery also had waves of yellow fever throughout the years in Savannah. So lots and lots of people died, I mean all over. And this is where they adopted the bell system, which apparently came from London. And the bell system is when, when someone got sick with yellow fever, they would go into a coma. And at that time, they couldn't tell if the person was dead or alive. So basically my take from it was they were like, we don't have time for this, let's bury them. And let's attach a little bell to their collar or wherever. And if they wake up, they'll ring the bell. So they've already been in the grave. (laughs) Um, Not a great system, obviously. Uh, This was also where the term grave digger came from, which I thought was really interesting because there would be somebody who would be sitting out by the cemetery listening for the bell. And I had asked, you know, how successful was this approach being buried six feet under? And they said, not successful at all. They never recovered anyone from the bell system. So there you go. Um, Scary time to live during that. I don't know about their thought processes, but it it was rough. So that was also the term where "saved by the bell" came from. Completely different meaning. I I was shocked and it was very interesting very dark turn uh i just wanted to you know go back to the little la show and it was happy and silly but no it's very dark where that term actually came from and uh yeah unfortunately no one was saved by the bell in savannah georgia so there was that and then also the term death ringer also came from that time so pretty cool you know just from a history sense not cool if you had to actually experience it um but there's just a lot of like cool stories that go around and it seems like the locals know a lot about the different stories that take place and it's definitely cool i i would say that it's definitely worth popping by and stopping Stopping and staying overnight or just seeing the, you know, the river walk area as well. is just really cool and a different vibe. And it was just really neat for all of us to go and and share that together. So I really, really enjoyed that. Um, We were local hires on this particular project, so there comes some preparedness with that. So for myself, it meant, you know, packing up a really big suitcase, making sure I had a lot of snacks um booking myself with some friends and family uh in a combination of hotels and i always like to go to a hotel that has free breakfast in case i have a later call time it just helps take some of the cost off a little bit uh but it, it is really important to keep track of your expenses parking should be reimbursed by production so just get really clear on what they are willing to reimburse and what they're not um so with that being said local hire you know i i had my car with me which was really great i was able to just go do my thing on my off days uh, which is really important um but also me and another actor shared a room for part of the time and that is really important and that's that's a lucky thing and you don't have to do that obviously but for actors that are all hustling and bustling and, and working working through this career like sometimes it makes financial sense to just kind of bunk with a buddy and maybe your shooting schedules are different so it's not like you're with them 24 7 but um i was able to to bunk with a buddy hannah and she was just lovely and wonderful um we were both open to the idea and both have pretty easygoing personalities so it just worked out really well and i feel really fortunate to um be have been able to do that and i know that When I meet actors and I know that they're passing through anywhere where, you know, I have a condo or um, our house locally and I feel like they're a trusted friend, you know, I will open my doors. And I think that's just really important um, to make those relationships in this industry because it is a grind. And and as much as it's frustrating to have to be local hire sometimes because you feel like you're getting paid pennies anyways, um, it is you know, a beautiful thing that you can have this. And then it also, it, it's not all that common. I worked other jobs outside of, outside of acting where I still had to pay my way in expenses. And yeah, you can write some of this stuff off, but it's just, um, it's not all that uncommon in other work industry related things. So I try not to get too, um, caught up in the local hire thing. And besides if it's going to help leverage your career, it was, uh, a role, one of my biggest roles in a rom-com film. So moving up the call sheet was really important to me. And, uh, obviously I got to work with some really amazing actors. So for me, it was 1000% worth it, but it really comes down to, you know, is it appropriate for your family? Are you able to take the time off? Is it a big enough role for you to make that sacrifice of being local hire? Sometimes agents get it and they're willing to take like a smaller percentage, um or no percentage because you have to pay out of pocket um and then other you know other agents want their money and that's totally fine but see if you can find a team that's like willing to work with you and willing to help you build your career i think those things are really important so local hire was for sure for real um making sure you have laundry detergent and like all of that sort of stuff it was a lot of planning ahead of time but ultimately it was a lot of fun and you know i'm just i'm very very grateful for it Uh, One thing I do want to mention though Is that as much fun as you can have and spend time with these new friends and things like that Just remember that you're still a professional and you're still Expected to behave like a professional in this industry um, I have found that sometimes those lines can be blurred a little bit Uh, we tend to get away with more like fun party party things and and we're all having a great time, but at the end of the day, don't embarrass yourself and make sure that you're safe. Um, and make sure that, you know, your colleagues see you in that light. Um, I think that goes for any rule, you know, even outside of acting, but coming from a world that was very professional in the healthcare world, it was very unacceptable to, um drink too much or party too hard in front of you know your boss (laughs) so it's the same thing i would say in this environment and as much as we like to have a good time um, just collect yourself and just make sure that you're responsibly getting home and that you're courteous to everybody and you understand the situation so that's it i know that sounds pretty easy some of you are probably like well duh but it actually um, happens more often than not so just say Reminded that you stay professional, you stay courteous and kind uh, because your reputation will, will carry you on. And I think it's just really important to make that impression. Okay, so with that being said... I have some exciting news, which I still will share with you at the end. However, um, once as soon as I got back from that trip, I we had a family party planned, and I had about a day and a half. So I arrived, I had half a day where I just like had a very long drive, um, I rested, and then the next day was just dedicated to spending all my time at the you know getting ready for this party and having a bunch of family come into town so i really didn't have a lot of rest time and decompression time which is i i feel like i really need after you know three weeks of being away from home Um, my husband also was like not not home for a week so we were both kind of coming into a situation where we were very tired really excited to see family but Um, I think the toll of just hosting people at your own residence is, is a lot, and I wouldn't recommend doing it again. I think next time we'll be very mindful of when we're planning a party of such sorts, but both him and I had these opportunities that just kind of sprung up. So we just went with it. Um, but it's really, really important to just give yourself the time of rest and relaxation. And sometimes that means setting boundaries. Um, we come from a very large Latino family. I don't know about you, but the house is crazy. It's loud, lots of music, which is so fun. I love that about my family. I don't love every single person trying to stay underneath my roof <laughs> for many, many days at a time afterwards. So it kind of turned into this big, large family vacation that I was not expecting. And I tried very hard to communicate that, like, listen, guys, I need to rest and relax. And as much as they gave me my space to do that, um, it's still not the same than like not having people in your house. Does that make sense? Uh, you just want to rest and you don't want to feel like you have to um, cater to anyone or worry about anyone. And um, for me, whenever I have a guest day over, I want to give them the best experience possible. So I just knew that my cup was not full as far as energy goes and i needed some rest and relaxation time so it definitely was a little bit tough for me coming down from having worked that great project to now doing this it was just a little bit more stressful and i think it's important to try to be aware of managing the stress and trying to be preventative at times so a lot of that meant me setting boundaries Uh, and the boundaries were hey I would really, really love you staying here, but I think maybe spending two nights in a hotel elsewhere would be really great for me and my husband. <laughs> so that's not always easy to tell your family that those sort of things are your friends, but you know, the right people will understand. Um, and it was just also important to communicate that like you did need help. Like, cleaning the house and doing other things. And my family is amazing. And they were so helpful and wonderful. And I love these memories that we made together. Um, I think next time though, we will try to do it on a slightly smaller scale or just have individuals come at like staggering times versus everybody all at once. So I offer that to you is just be reminded that you don't have to please everyone all the time, that you can set these boundaries for yourself. And it's important to try to do that as soon as possible so that feelings aren't hurt so that people understand and you can work out anything that you need to work out, um, And, and then hopefully your you know, your mental state will be good. But I, I am just so grateful for that time and just try to absorb, you know, all those good memories together, but definitely take the time you need after, after working like a long project. Um, you kind of, kind of go into this like little, um, how do I want to say, I don't want to say it's like depression, but there's a term where actors just kind of go and get into this like slump after, booking a really big show. I know a lot of theater actors who were on touring Broadway and things like that would come home to like nothing and that's good. Like you want to rest, but it, there's just an adjustment. Is I guess what I'm really getting at. And it's okay to feel a little sad that the thing is over. The relationships, you know, they pick up and move on and um you hope that you stay in touch, but it's just like really intense in a short amount of time and then all of a sudden it's poof done. So know that there is an adjustment at the end and everybody's different with how they want to cope. Um, Some of us are lucky to move on to the next job, others have big gaps in between jobs. So all of it is normal, all of it is okay, whatever comes up for you in that feeling. And I would just encourage you to try to learn more about yourself and, and really ask for what you need and try to give yourself what you need to help you recover. So with that being said, more rest and relaxation time. I know that a hot topic has been the writer's strike. Everyone's talking about it. I get emails about it all the time. And there's just some really amazing um, casting directors out there that are trying to keep everybody up to date. Shout out to Erica Bream. She on her Instagram has been so wonderful with just trying to give actors as much information as she can as things progress shout out to Jen Rudolph also getting her emails um, with what's coming up and in the know and there are plenty of other people so I would say go ahead and try to follow them as much as you can because they are just going to have the most up-to-date stuff because they are plugged in so a couple of things about this writer's strike that I think is important to know And I am pulling up literally Erica's Instagram right now because there are some good information on here. Um, Okay. One thing to know, don't be afraid of the writer's strike. Don't be afraid. The last writer's strike was back in 2007. I mean, it was 16 years ago. It was a long time. And it lasted for about three months. Um. According to Jonah Zhao, um, she's a great person to also follow and has a lot of really great content for classes and career building. So go ahead and I'm shouting her out. I'm just sharing with you guys, like those resources that I use, honestly, um, no kickbacks here, just, just some lovely promotion because I think it's important. Um, she said it was about three months and it, it took them about that long for them to come to, you know, some negotiations that everybody was happy with 60 shows tv shows were put to a stop this doesn't mean that everything's going to be put to a stop uh there are scripts that have been approved three months ago that are going to go going to go into production it just means that things are going to slow down and you've probably already felt that i know i have from a network perspective um but don't be afraid of it because i think the pandemic really taught us how we could best use our time and now i'm actually Looking forward to some downtime, if that's the case. I obviously want to keep working, want to keep auditioning. But if it is the case where the writer strike is going to happen, and it, I think they voted like 98% where people were in favor of, of striking. So it's, it's very high odds. Um, they have until May 1st, which is coming up. It's right around the corner at 11.59 p.m. The current WGA contract expires. Okay. So that means Pencils Down is at midnight on May 2nd, according to Erica Bream. And she's got the inside plug. Um, So we may not hear anything until May 2nd. So just sit tight. I'm sure everybody will be saying something about it. And um, on May 10th, the DGA starts their talk with the AMPTP. So they start their negotiations. Um, SAG is also, if you're a union member, starts their talk with AMPTP on June 7th. So they unions are usually in, you know, support of other unions. So there may be some support, some support with SAG there as well. And then on June 30th, DGA and SAG after current contracts expire. So these are just dates to keep in your mind. Um, There needs to be some negotiation happening. a, a side note Netflix joined the AMPTP in 2021, so they're going to be involved in this. Apple and Amazon are also part of the bargaining group alongside legacy studios like Warner Brothers and Disney. So, just to give you an idea of who will be affected, um, so it is a pretty big deal. And again, um, the last strike was in 2007-2008, where the um there's a small issue of the internet, you know, when streaming services were coming about and things like that. And the strike lasted 100 days. So just to give you, keep you in mind, um, which I think is really cool is it's going to be summertime, you guys. <laughs> don't you got some plans? If you don't have any plans, start to plan. It's, it's going to be a good time to just relax and also update your materials i know they're probably rolling your eyes sick of hearing that but it it really is like we move a million miles an hour between our day jobs and side hustles and kids and family and booking and stuff like that like stuff gets put on the wayside like my website needs to be updated man and i really hope i can get to it during this downtime or I'm just gonna have to outsource it because I'm sick of looking at it the way that it is. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It just needs some updating, some zhuzhing. And um, that's important. You know, it's important to keep your reps updated with what you're up to. They love to know that you're just making strides. This is also a great time to sign up for that class because most of the time these classes go up when we know that we need to be busy and fill our time and everybody needs to make money. And a lot of these casting directors hold classes, Uh, They hold generals, which would be amazing during downtime. Um, Other acting classes, like now is the time to start looking and seeing what classes are open and what you can do to still hone your craft, but fill your time. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, More things you can also do is like update your actors access your IMDB bio. If you don't have one, you could tweak that, um, put up new pictures on IMDB, all that sort of stuff. You can organize your email, you know, if you guys just completed taxes or if you needed an extension like myself, uh, cause I was away for three weeks and just couldn't get it together. Um, I'm gonna be doing taxes, and that's gonna definitely take up some time. But organizing a better system for yourself so that taxes aren't horrible every single year. Um, get just getting something really easy um, so that when you go on, you know, these long trips like local hire um, out of town work, you can write off some of those expenses and all of those fun things so i think it's a really good time to get organized it's a really good time to plan a vacation and just rest and relax and even focus on something that's outside of your acting career uh, painting class uh, go play sports you know whatever it is go visit family members that you haven't seen in a while again it's summer's right around the corner it's playtime guys so if that is the case um, just try to find something that you're going to be excited about if the writer's strike happens And um, also, you know, I'm going to be reaching out to more people to feature them on the podcast and try to be featured on their podcast. We have the time to do it. So I'm very much looking forward to doing that. And there's just so much to do. Get caught up on your shows, you name it. So don't be afraid of the writer's strike. They will come to a consensus, however long it's going to take. But try to enjoy yourself. Okay, so other things that are really fun to look forward to film festivals. Shout out to the Sunscreen Film Festival, which is happening right now. It started on Thursday and it is going through Sunday. So the Sunscreen Film Festival takes place in St. Pete, Florida. It's one of my favorite film festivals to go to because of not only the great films, but the content. I learned so much from going to the film festival last year and it was amazing networking. Everyone was super open to talking to you, which I don't feel like is always the case. Uh, very helpful, um, you know. Florida's—it's a small town <laughs> um, of, of actors and things like that. So I saw a ton of people that I met last year back this year. Um, I love this film festival. Shout out to Tony Armour—he does an amazing job putting this on, and his team—they um, just do a phenomenal job. And I feel like they get a lot of really great speakers. We had the VP of Marvel Studios here. Um, we did the opening night. Movie which was called a taste of love featuring martin cove from the karate kid and cobra kai so that was pretty awesome it was, was a highlight of my thursday night was seeing him and just very humble nice man and um there's just you know right writing scripts pitching scripts what it's like to become a director what producers want to see when pitching your films uh, the business of acting, like you name it, there are so many different classes that you can take that are just so fun. And I I really enjoyed myself last year. I networked, I actually booked a um, SAG short film that was featured this year. It's going to be featured on Sunday in the 4.30 shorts block. It's called Stood Up. And I, I met um, the directors, Maggie and Fabiana, at Sunscreen last year. And then we shot in July. And it was just Great. And so now just to see it full circle and our film was accepted. It also is a uh, winner for the Cannes Shorts Film Festival. So that was huge for us. Very exciting and just really cool to see that and really grateful that we had the opportunity to do that. But again, networking, networking, networking. So, um, Really an amazing film festival. Check it out. You can go ahead and follow them on Instagram. They're at sunscreenffstpete. So Sunscreen Film Festival St. Pete. And you can check them out. Uh, There's a really cool podcast called Movie Talks and Chill. All one word super excited to meet them i'm gonna go say hello to them today so just a nice variety of a lot of things to do there's filmmaker parties there's a red carpet like all the fun stuff that you want in a film festival is there in a really positive organized professional environment i'm very impressed every year so excited to go next year as well but if that's something that you're looking into definitely definitely check out saint pete film festival for sure okay guys you've held out for me in regards to the big news. So I am super excited. And if you already follow me on my Instagram at Miranda TV, you already know it's a spoiler alert, but my husband Richie and I are expecting our first baby in September. Uh, It's still so surreal for me to say that because it's just been a really, um, Such a journey and incredible experience so far, but finally comfortable to share the news finally showing and that party that I had with my family was our gender reveal that we had last week and we are having a beautiful baby boy. I'm so excited. My family was team boy and Richie's family was team girl, so I'm hoping with our second child we can get a girl and have both. But um honestly, him and I are just so thrilled. Baby is healthy right now. He's growing and that's really all you could ever ask for. I know sometimes it sounds a little cliché when you're like I just want my baby to be healthy, but when you really go through it, it really is the only thing that matters. And we're just so excited. So for me uh, and him, it's going to be an adjustment, you know, and it's also an adjustment to the acting career. I had to let my reps know. um, And that is a personal choice that I feel every single person should do on their own. I did consult some friends um, that had shared their, uh, actor friends that had shared their experiences sharing their news. And I got a lot of mixed Mixed things so I think that's also important to realize that like you really at the end of the day only share when you're comfortable after all it's a medical condition and it isn't anyone's business Until you want to make it their business or let them know so just know that Um, you don't have to feel entitled to tell anyone anything and for me my personal choice was it was really important for me to have several healthy visits really know that things were tracking well um, in order for me to, you know, fully announce it. Um, I know in our career, it's it's definitely a strategy move on when to announce it. And because the industry sees you, I feel like once the industry hears that you're pregnant, they feel like you look nine months and then they stop submitting you for everything. So that's that was sensitive to me because I, you know, for the first four months could really still keep working. I wasn't showing. Um, I didn't show until week Uh, about 19 or so. I'm at week almost 22 now. And um, that's five months and two weeks (laughs) for people who don't want to do the math. I really didn't start showing until then and everybody's body is different. So for me, um, it was really important for me to just get those healthy visits and then also really not say anything until I was really showing because for me, I want to embrace this pregnancy and I want Everyone to be excited about it as much as I am, and I know that there is work out there for pregnant mamas, um, different kind of work. But I'm I'm here for it, and baby's here for it, and second trimester baby, we've got our energy is up it's not fully back and i don't know if it'll ever fully return at this point but i'm not nauseous anymore thank goodness and just really excited to work and share the news and you know got nothing but positive responses and just been really overwhelmed so thank you so much for all of your support and your love as we bring this new human into into the world and and make this adjustment so Moving forward, I am going to talk a little bit more about my pregnancy. I want to give you as much insight as I possibly can if you're thinking about starting a family soon and what that would look like for you and the things I've learned along the way. Uh, it's Becoming a mom has opened up this community and my life with a new community that I am just so grateful for. I've never met more females who've been so supportive, wanting to help, share their insights, share their funny stories and not not so funny stories. Like I'm here for all of it and have just really loved being involved in this community so far. And I want to make a special community for actors who are also choosing to be parents because it is something that I think a lot of actors choose to push back or choose to delay and and not... Um, think that maybe it's a possibility for them because of their career and I want to 100% say that it absolutely is it just requires some planning it requires um, getting really clear on if you're ready um, and having the support system that you need so that you can still fulfill your dreams but then also enjoy this other part of life that is just so rewarding and wonderful so stay tuned for that I have a lot of really amazing people on the podcast coming up and I cannot wait to share that with you. So we'll get into it. I'll talk all about my first trimester experiences, second trimester, and as we go along. So stay on for the journey. And if you're an actor who's also a parent or becoming a parent, I would love, 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 love to hear from you. I definitely want to hear the insight of being a working actor and balancing family life. So Feel free to reach out. You can find me on Instagram. Um, You can also send me an email at Miranda at MirandaRodan.com. I'm very responsive. So if that is something that you are interested in talking more about and sharing your story and your perspective, please, please do. I know my agents were absolutely thrilled and I've just been keeping them updated with digitals and things like that as far and different outfits even which is kind of fun um, to show them what I look like and how I'm presenting and they really appreciate it so that's the big news everybody Um, I am excited to share more but stay tuned for next week's episode we are going to get into some really amazing interviews and I cannot wait to share them with you take care